You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant, with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is I Will Make You a Millionaire. Another episode helping someone reach their goal of making millions. Jen, pretty soon we got to start figuring out which things we're going to monetize, but you're working on the first years of marriage newsletter, the odd jobs newsletter, be my billboard.com and other things related to all of those. I have been so busy. I have so many things to tell you and show you, and I've just been trying everything and it's been awesome. So, um, yeah, I, I just, it's been, it's been good. It's been exhausting. I've had doubts along the way as to, am I doing too many things? Am I pulling people all over the place? But I've really tried in the past week to just do a lot of different things to see what was working and also to see what you thought was good. So I have a lot to tell you today. Tell me. Okay. So we'll start with odd jobs. So I did a lot of things with odd jobs, but first, the the very first thing to mention is that the open rate has been really good. It's been above 30%, which I think is really good for an email newsletter. Can I ask you a question about that? Have you experimented with titles? Like do some titles or types of titles work better than others? What I've noticed is I've made every Friday the job board Friday where I put out jobs in that topic. And I feel like those that have a lower open rate, I feel like the Monday emails have the highest open rate because those subject lines are more catchy and a little bit more. um, Like what's an example? Like today's is, let me just go to it. Um, Today's, so I theme the weeks now. This is also a new change that every week has a theme. So last week was the business of friendship. This week is the business of comedy. This week, today, I just put out one called It's Just Funny Business, Odd Jobs for Those with Good Punchlines. And that one will have a high, that has a good open rate. But last week, The Business of Friendship or Get Paid to Be a Friend, both of those had really high open rates too. Yeah, I saw saw that you were theming that there was a couple of newsletters around the topic of friendship. One thing I was thinking is maybe really differentiate the titles a lot so people don't think you're just sending the same newsletter over because you know both days or three days will have the word friends in it so you have to really make sure that the promise of the newsletter is very different each one yeah i'm shifting it even more so like monday is going to be the overall general picture of how to get an odd job in that industry wednesday i'm going to profile one person so i'm going to do a whole profile of how they make their money and then friday is always going to be jobs in that industry so open jobs in comedy or if you're funny last week was open jobs if you want to be a hired friend so I'm going to theme it that way and make them very different. Wow. So how can you be a hired friend? 
there's so many ways. There's something called Social Buddy where for $25 an hour, you can get paid to go to parties with people and just make them fit in to conversations. There's rentafriend.com where you can create a profile and be a rental friend. There's also a virtual one where you can just be someone's virtual friend, which I thought was great. Oh, there's also somebody whose whole job is a friendship coach where they teach you and coach you how to make friends, oh which my is God. fascinating. I, I need something like that. That's what I could use. How much does a, a, a friend coach cost? Anywhere from, there was one friendship coach that I think you get three sessions for about $500. And I wrote how you can really charge whatever you want. I, I wrote how anyone could become a friendship coach if you think you're good at it. So that was a hot topic because the topic of friendship is always really big. And to get paid to be someone's friend, there's a lot of opportunities. And then I, so places like Bumble, Bumble has the BFF Bumble app. There's people, they're hiring people to work there. So if you like friendship, you could work as a marketing chief, the chief of marketing at Bumble for their best friend app. So there's so many different cool jobs in friendship space. And this week is all about comedy. So if you're funny, how can you get paid? And today I wrote a huge list of different ways to get paid if you're funny from the obvious like stand-up comedy to the not so obvious like selling jokes or writing speeches for people who aren't funny to selling, you know, articles for humor magazines and places like that. So I'm getting into the zone of how to organize this newsletter. I'm working on creating structure within each newsletter. I added in something called feedletter.com where you can put polls in the newsletter. So I'm having people vote inside the newsletters as well. Um, so that's, I think, really helped it come together a lot more. Wow. So so I'm looking at um, right now also rent, rentafriend.com. Yeah. Uh, so here's... So right now I am. That website could use a refresh, by the way. It's very yeah. old school looking. But it kind of just goes to show you too, though, that like, look, even Twitter could use a refresh. But yeah. if you if they don't fix it, if it ain't broken, like I've seen shitty looking websites get a redesign and then suddenly people stop using it. Right, right. Yeah, it sort of does. I mean, this one does sort of fit the whole theme of just make it's very user friendly and easy. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting one that has been around for quite some time. It was even around, I think, when I started Bridesmaid for Hire, I saw that that was a thing. And it's popular. I do think people make a lot of money. I have in one of the newsletters how much you could make from doing a rent-a-friend. I think they they said that t the pay is typically 10 to $50 an hour. Wow. Well, you know what would be really great? Like, this reminds me of the girl, uh, I forget her name, Marnie something, um, where she's the a wing girl like guys hire her to be their friend in a bar and you know because 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 they're trying to meet other women and women like to see guys who are have friends who are women they can feel safer that way yeah i'm gonna do a whole week about like wing woman wing men kind of thing because that's that's an odd job that you can get paid for that and then i just sent you one where you can be a virtual friend this website's a little bit more you know you can become a lot of different types of virtual friends to people but this one is another website that you can create a profile on and make some money. They people can charge anywhere between 10, 100. You can you can set your own rate for being a virtual friend. You can become a virtual girlfriend, a virtual gamer, a virtual friend, a life coach. They offer all of that on that site too. It kind of reminds me of of uh Bridesmaid for Hire that that you do, which is Exactly. That's kind of like a virtual friend or that's kind of like a rent a friend but in a wedding context. Like would you consider now be, you know, not counting what we're doing now, like like if this was two or three years ago, 
in during your downtime, like during the week when you're not at a wedding, you could rent yourself out as a friend or like a, a, yeah. a wing girl. I've done that. I actually worked. A co- people rented me for. It sounds weird to say that. People rented me for birthday parties. They rent. I've. I have been rented for other things, other than weddings. So I did a birthday party once. I've done like other things like that. But you know, looking at some of these websites, it makes me wonder if bridesmaids for hire should become more of a marketplace like that, where people ah. can create profiles and put themselves up there and then get hired. But. I just don't want legally to have any of the, like, I don't want to have any legal issues. I don't want to be responsible for any of that. But I am thinking, like, maybe I could make this a simple type of marketplace. So I like this idea of taking bridesmaid, bridesmaid for hire and making it a marketplace for anybody having any wedding to finding anybody who wants to be a bridesmaid. Or you could expand it out to, like, the rent-a-friend type, you know, depending on, you know, how important being very having a specific niches, but I think one way you can avoid the legal aspects is just charge like a monthly fee to be a member. And then you have no, you're just connecting people. You're not, uh, you're not charging for the connection. You're just saying, Hey, here's some content, do with it what you want. And everybody sort of negotiates on their own. That's what I would do. I don't want to be responsible for vetting the people or anything like that. But I do think, because I get probably every week, I get like 500 people who apply to work for my company. I can't hire them. But people are always wondering, how can I be a bridesmaid? And maybe it would it would be an awesome thing, especially to continue just the business in the right direction to make it a marketplace. I was inspired by some of these websites like Rent a Friend or Friend PC to maybe do that. Yeah, yeah. So... Okay, so so the newsletter uh, itself, thirty percent open rate. Uh, I th- I bet you you can get up to forty percent. Thirty percent is great, by the way. Ten percent is bad. Thirty percent is great. Twenty percent is good. Forty percent is Hall of Fame. I bet you can get up to forty percent. Okay. I would I would just play around with the title. Your titles aren't bad. But just but there's if if something's good, just make it better. Yeah, if something's can... bad, you can't really make it better. If something's just bad, it's hard to make it better. But if yeah. something's good easier to make better something that's already good. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that. I also made a landing page for the newsletter. So if you go to youareodd.com, it's a landing page. It has a video. It has a quiz. I, I made a quiz that, that says, how odd are you? So you can take the quiz and then you get a result to see how odd you are. And to get your results, you have to give me your email and that subscribes you to the newsletter. Also on the landing page are testimonials and examples of the newsletter. So I built that out finally as another way of getting people to subscribe to the newsletter. I love this. Yeah, this looks really nice. Okay, and again, I always make suggestions, but that's because I'm just thinking out loud. I would um, put the titles and maybe the first sentences of like the last three newsletters so people get a taste of, you know, what, what they're looking at. I have it further down, but I can move it up. I have um, like the last- Oh yeah, yeah, I see. I like the screenshot of you, the odd Jen glance. Jen yeah. odd glance. <laughs> That's my new nickname for this oh, newsletter. <laughs> I would put this one up. How hard are you? Take the quiz. I would put that up the, near the top. Everybody wants to take a quiz. Yeah, I made that. I made that today. And basically, like, I just, I, I wrote the questions and the results. But to get the results, you have to give me your email. And that subscribes you to the newsletter. So it's another way of pushing that. I push that out on Twitter and LinkedIn and all over my social media to get people to subscribe to the newsletter. So Odd Jobs, how many subscribers now? So we almost at 300. 
almost, okay. almost at 300. Another thing I did yesterday that I got a lot of new subscribers was I got this idea to post it on Product Hunt, which is a website where you can post like new products that people are working on. I posted it on that site, Product Hunt, and it got a lot of upvotes. And then that got me a lot of new subscribers too. I see. And then maybe even on, you should start posting some of the newsletters or the older ones on LinkedIn. And you can, and then throughout the article, uh, say, look for more. Oh, here's another one. Post it uh, as a Facebook status update. The, the whole article. Take one or two, and you know, spread them out over a couple of days. And then in the middle of each article, put, hey, for more of this, please, you know, sign up for my Odd Jobs newsletter. So fa Facebook uh, status updates and LinkedIn articles, and maybe a Twitter thread where you kind of describe, here's five interesting odd jobs. And then, you know, for more of this, subscribe to my odd jobs newsletter. But yeah, product hunt's good. Yeah. And I... Um, I love the quiz idea. Yeah, I thought that, like the quiz was going to be like a fun thing to make. I also hired someone off Fiverr really inexpensively to do some Google ads for me. So they're setting that up. I didn't want to learn how to do that myself. So I found someone really inexpensively, gave them everything I wanted done. And... That was good. I also tried to find a TikTok influencer to hire, and there's a lot of cool marketplaces. I found there's one called Collabster, where they have all of the influencers that have signed up, their price, their page, everything. But my problem with doing that was, yeah, you're not paying a ton to hire these people, but a lot of them don't really, you never know what kind of quality you're going to get. You never know how many views they're going to get. Yeah, you have to experiment. <sighs> Yeah, I've so I've in the past week I was able to go viral on TikTok three times for my bridesmaid for hire TikTok. I got three videos to get over three hundred thousand views in just one week, and I started to think about the secrets of going viral on TikTok because they're unusual, and I think there's a bit of a science to it that makes me nervous to pay someone else because sometimes we know when you're paying someone to be like, oh, here's a newsletter called Odd Jobs. They're not going to make it interesting. They're not going to make it fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you don't want some, you don't want it to seem too, like it's so obvious that they were paid to just say something. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on this collapster. Yeah. I, maybe I'll try this for something and just experiment with this, but that's interesting. But then I put myself on there. I put myself on Collabster because I've, I've got a huge following and I, I put myself as a profile and said, people can hire me. Why not? You know? Yeah, that's good. Have, have you got any uh, requests? No. Not yet, but <laughs> not you just yet. put yourself there. And how did it go like with the 300,000 view videos, the three videos, did that drive any traffic to other stuff or you didn't promote other stuff in those videos? I posted about odd jobs today, but I've just been posting about bridesmaid for hire stuff. It got me um, a lot of subscribers on TikTok. I started off with eight thousand subscribers last week, and now I have I have almost thirteen thousand. Wow! So I, I gained a lot, and I posted ten videos last week, and three of them got over three hundred thousand. I think TikTok is a great example where consistency is important. Like, yeah. I have a friend who just simply did every single day like uh, an interesting philosophical 30 second commentary. And uh, he's got over a half a million followers now. And yeah. it's been about like eight months. I think the trick too is 
The videos I spent the longest making do not do well. The videos I make right before I'm about to quit and give up and I just film one more video, those are the ones that exploded. And I think because they're under 15 seconds, they're super catchy and a lot of them play off of really current trends. I spent a lot of my week sitting on TikTok researching trends and making videos off of those and those are the ones that exploded. Like what was the topic of your most popular one? So the most popular one um, I did was like, there's a trend right now with this song and it's like most common questions I get asked. And while you answer the questions, you do this like dance with your hands. Sounds really crazy when I'm explaining it, but I did one about Bridesmaid for Hire, like the three most popular questions I get asked. And I think because I did that trend, I did it in like a funny kind of way, it exploded. And that was one, another big thing that was trending on TikTok this week was, this is gonna sound bizarre, but sorority recruitment was trending. It was like a huge topic oh. on TikTok. Oh and yeah, because it's uh, first that. week of college. Yeah, and I played into that because I was in a sorority. So I did a video about how people say when you join a sorority that everyone around you will be your bridesmaid and that's not gonna be true. And that video got over 400,000 views and like thousands of comments just because I played into that trend. So I think it's like you have to understand what's going on and then cater it to your brand, make it specific to you, and it could be really attractive. Again, every video I made that went viral took me less than 30 seconds to curate and make. The ones I spent 15, 20 minutes editing got no views. So I think you can't, you don't have to make them good. That's the cool part about TikTok is you don't have to make videos that are so good. They just have to have the right formula to go viral. And so wait, say the formula again. I think the formula is figuring out the trend, like what's trending, whether it's a song, a dance, a type of video, but then catering it to your brand in a really delicate and interesting way. Really, really interesting, sort of funny type of way. And I think the other thing that I think works really well is the, the right hashtags. If you add two or three really good hashtags to your post, I think that that really helps too. So like, like let's say me, a 53-year-old man, was going to take the sorority trend and, and I'm a, a writer who tends to be somewhat self-deprecating. If I were to do something, uh, uh, TikTok, maybe, maybe I'd be like, you know, 10 reasons I was wrong about sorority girls. Yep. Anything that's like a little bit misleading. And I would even make it like three because you want it. The videos that are 15 seconds, I think do really well on TikTok. So I would make it super short, really catchy, something that's funny and, and unexpected and shocking, something unexpected and shocking. But I think you, again, you, you have to cater it to your brand to make it really interesting to get people to want to follow you because just because they see a video on TikTok, they might just keep scrolling. What happened to me was they liked the video, they came to my page and then they started to view all my other videos. So a lot of my yeah. other videos that didn't do well suddenly started to blow up too. Yeah, that's why I think consistency is really important. So you have like a hundred videos there ultimately that are all pretty good. Or, yeah. or great. Um, all right. So the key is though, what week are we in of the odd jobs newsletter? We are in the, um, we've been doing it, the odd jobs newsletter for six weeks. So, yeah. So I think we got to figure out really how to get more subscribers because yeah. 300 is good. And all together between, you know, odd jobs and the marriage one, I don't, how much does the marriage one have now subscribers? Close to 600. Wow. So you have about a thousand between the two. I do think between the two, we need to get you up over 10,000 at least. You'll get there because you're moving up every week. But it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little frustrated because I'm like, it's not 
hitting fast enough. And I'm wondering if I'm splitting people in so many different directions that maybe people are confused or, you know, I have all of these different emails, all of these different email lists, and they're all over the place. I, I was thinking an idea that I had was like, subscribe to Jen Glanz and you get access to all of these different things is I have like 80,000 people on my bridesmaid for hire email. I have 5,000 on my Jen Glanz email. I send out every, every Monday. Then I have the first years of marriage and I have odd jobs. I have a, another email list. I've got so many freaking email lists that I'm wondering if it's confusing for people. No, because like uh, if people subscribe to the odd jobs newsletter, do they even know about your first years of marriage newsletter? That's what I was going to ask you is like, should I put a section on there? That's like what else Jen is up to and have, all of these other things. Yeah, I think just at the bottom, but they'll still just, those people will still mostly know you for the odd jobs one. They won't be like, well, what's going on here? They, they're they just, they're there for the content. And so, yeah, if they want more of you, they'll see this thing at the end and they go, oh, she does this first years of marriage thing. So yeah, I would just put that at the end though and not make a big deal out of it. It's fine to do many things, but on your 80,000 person email list, have you uh, mentioned these newsletters? I've mentioned the first years of marriage one, and that's how I think I got like a big boom. Um, yeah. I so I send that I send an email one time a month to that list. That's my bridesmaid for hire list. It's my general list. I send an email once a month. I could up that. I could change that, but I've been consistent with the once a month for like three years. What's the open rate on that one? I think it was I'm definitely under twenty percent, but I can look. So so what I would do with that one is I would eliminate all the people on that email list who haven't opened in six months. Okay. And I would put your first years of marriage newsletter on that newsletter, like every now and then, maybe all of them, maybe just once a week or whatever, but I would start. So it's an easy way to, to send more of those because I would up the open rate of that one. And whether it's by eliminating um, the people who are no longer using it, or maybe you have sent it to their spam folder, and putting more content and being more consistent with it because that one you could start to monetize once the open rate is is around 30 percent yeah i'm wondering if i should just make that a weekly one make it weekly and very important eliminate the people who have not opened in six months and do a king sumo on that one so so for the listeners who don't remember king sumo is like this vir a, a contest you do where the people who tweet about your contest get more entries into the contest. And uh, in order to participate in the contest, you uh, uh, you have to sign up for the newsletter. So it's a great, like if you haven't, let's say after you eliminate the people who don't open up anymore and you have 50,000 people on the list, if you did a King Sumo on that, you're gonna get up to 80,000 legit people who are interested in your content almost immediately. Okay. Yeah, I definitely think I have to switch it to weekly because monthly has no purpose. It's just, it's it's garbage. I've been treating that pretty bad. So I think there's a lot of potential there and I could definitely link it to the first years. Would I promote odd jobs on that too? Let's just start with the first years of marriage. But but yeah, throw it at the end, throw out, you know, throw out just one line at the very end. Hey, if you like this newsletter, I've also launched the odd jobs newsletter. Find your odd job. Cool, okay. Or, or, you know, are you odd? Take the quiz. Maybe just have that link at the end. Cool. Okay. Or maybe in the middle. Got it. Just, are you odd? Take the quiz. Yeah. Take the odd quiz. <laughs> and, um, but I would do a King Sumo on that and eliminate, publish more. And it, publishing more doesn't mean writing more. Just throw in yeah. um, the first years of marriage uh, articles for, for a month, try it. Yeah. Or, or two months. 
and then uh, do a, a, a King Sumo. Cool. What would you cool. give away with the King Sumo for that um, one? So I've been giving away like all my bridesmaid books that I've written. I've been giving away gift cards to Amazon. I could give away maid of honor speech writing for that one. I could give away um, like a partnership with a bridesmaid dress company. I have an idea for a giveaway. So all those are good giveaways, but they're like about you. Yeah. Uh, let me just check something here. I was going to say give away a cruise, but oh yeah. You don't want to spend too much money. So uh, I'm trying to find one that's that's cheap. I thought cruises were totally cheap right now because of COVID. But I get what you're saying about something that's actually like interesting <laughs> and like big and cool and gets people to want to click. Yeah, like here's a weekend cruise uh, around the Bahamas for a three-night Bahamas and perfect day cruise, $166. So, so give I away just, like three cruises. And do I just put that up there and say like, I'm not responsible for anything? <laughs> like, is that, I have to have like a yeah. legal, okay. It's just, this is what you're giving away. You're not giving away anything yeah. else. You're just giving away this. Yeah. But, but look, people want a free cruise. Yeah. They'll, they'll participate and then throw in all your books on top of that. <laughs> and while you're on your cruise, you can read my books and here they are. Uh, so yeah, I think I totally forgot about your, your bridesmaid for hire list. That one, let's clean up that yeah. list. Let's use it to promote the other list. And once you have a 30% open rate and it's and it's uh, quality people and it's people who are, who are newly signed up and they're interested in your content, you're going to be able to immediately make money on that. And there's various ways to make money with the newsletter. And so next time we talk, we'll start monetizing that one. And hopefully it'll also fuel the odd jobs one and the first years of marriage one. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Um, the first years of marriage one has been great. It has a 24% open rate. I can get that higher for sure with what we talked about for the last one. But, um, what did I do for that? I, so I'm, I'm moving forward with the card game and I pulled the audience. I put a poll in the newsletter to have people submit questions. I got really good questions from people. So I started cleaning up the list of questions for the card game. And I found a designer on Fiverr that I'm going to hire for the card game to illustrate the back of the cards and design the game. Um, so I'm moving forward with that. And the other thing I did with first years of marriage was get on two big podcasts. So I got on like a really, really big relationship podcast that I've been on multiple times. We did an hour long episode about first years of marriage. And That's then I'm great. getting, I'm getting on a huge wedding podcast that has like a ton of listeners, ton of reviews um, to talk about the first years of marriage at the end of the month as well. So I wanted to be strategic and not do every podcast, but I found two that were really big in that space. And uh, I, I think with the, so A, it's great that you ask people for questions for the first years of marriage card game because now they feel like clearly those are all customers if you put out the card game because they participated in, you know, they feel like they partnered with you on it. Yeah. And so they, um, so they've got like equity in the, you know, not, not real equity, but like mental equity in this. And I would do a Kickstarter for that one as well. Particularly now that you've got the, de uh, design, you could make like, a, uh, you could throw up the design and people could see it and people, and you could give people prizes, uh, you know, depending on how much they contribute to your Kickstarter. So I, I would definitely do a, a, a Kickstarter for that one this week. Okay. Because the great thing about Kickstarter is not only do you raise money, but the real key is you create an audience. You create your first customers. 
Interesting. Okay, so you think do a Kickstarter where people are paying for different things rather than just do like a landing page on my own and get people interested that way? Yeah, start it out with a Kickstarter. Okay, okay. Yeah, and like the first tier maybe is uh, they get the card game for free. The second tier is they get the card game and one of your books, you know, all of your books digital for free. You know, and then all the way up to like $500, they get to talk to you for an hour uh, about the first years of marriage <laughs> or, or whatever. Or, or no, if for $1,000, they get a question that's about their marriage or something in, <laughs> yeah. in the game. I like that. I like that. <laughs> you know what I wrote about today for the first years of marriage that's been bothering me is the reasons why people get married. And I can't, and maybe you can think of this, like I can't for the life of me really think about a solid reason why a person should get married. And I asked this to Adam and he was so confused. He didn't even have a good answer. He told me to Google it because he couldn't even think of a good answer why, why people need to get married. Everyone's answer is, oh, that commitment. Oh, we're getting married to take our relationship to the next level. But you can do that commitment without signing a legal document. Yeah. I literally, I said to Adam today, if we weren't already married, I don't know if I would get married because I don't even know what the purpose of it is. Yeah, the, the purpose is to inform the division of motor vehicles that you're really in love. <laughs> that, that That's literally it. Like I just, I, I had this like big moment today where I'm struggling to figure out what's the reason. And, and in this newsletter that I wrote today, I wrote about like the top reasons people say they're getting married. And on Wednesday, I'm going to interview a marriage therapist who, who shares the, the right reasons why you should get married. But what are the real reasons why you have to get married? It's almost more trustworthy for a person to say, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, but not sign a legal document. Almost just have that trust that you are going to spend their life with them. So maybe I'm having a first year of marriage crisis here, but I can't think of a good reason why, why people would get married. I think the reason why I got married in each case was because I'm insecure. So I figured <laughs> it's less likely for someone to leave me if I'm married to them. Yeah, I think that's probably my only reason that I wanted to get engaged is I felt like that too. But there's no other really good reason. People say finances and taxes, but yet a lot of people don't file taxes together because you don't get a tax break if you do that. So that's not even true. Yeah, no, I let me ask you a question. If you're not married... How can I, how can you make sure that if someone's having an emergency in a hospital that you're able to go into the room? That was the only thing Adam said to me today. And I said, okay, I think you win on that one. But if that's the case, maybe we could have like a legal document, like a power of, a, yeah, I don't know. I think the, there's probably some legal way that you could do it. Right, right. There's got to be a legal way you can do that. So great. That's one reason. But no one ever, no one says to you, I want to marry you so that you can be at my hospital side. No one says that, right? You could just lie to the hospital. Like you, They could say, are you related? Yeah, I'm married. Yes, Even if you're right. not. <laughs> right. They're not going to say, show me your wedding license. Yeah. So yeah, that's that was the topic I wrote about today was the reasons why people get married. But I honestly wrote in there that I don't know if I even have a good one myself. I think I just did it because... It's not something I thought about or questioned at the moment, but now I'm questioning it in the first year. I bet you that one will get shared. Yeah, it, it got it got some good shares already. And I had a couple people just email me saying thanks for talking about that because again, it's like marriage is something that a lot of people don't question. They just do. And I don't want to be negative about these things, but I think it's important to just sort of shine a light on the fact that 
no one really has a solid reason. I wrote in the newsletter about some of the honest reasons my clients have shared with me when they hired me to be a bridesmaid, that they got married because they didn't want to raise their kid alone, or they got married because they didn't want to work anymore. They wanted the finance, the financial stability, or they got married because they were at a certain age and they just wanted to settle down and not be single. So there's a lot of honest reasons why people get married and there's no judgment toward those, but people don't talk about that. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I saw that one pop up in my inbox. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it. All right. So this is great. So first years of marriage, you're gonna, you're gonna um, share some of that content on your bridesmaid for hire newsletter, the card game. I would do a Kickstarter and keep on moving forward with that. Oh, you were, you were, you were on the podcast, the Great Love Debate. I've been on that one. Yeah, I love Brian. I've been on. He calls me his favorite guest. I've been on like five times. What? And- he calls me his favorite guest. Mm-mm. He always says I'm his number one guest. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that's true. I always thought he was lying to me about when he said it to, to me. But I, have you been on the debate itself, like on the when they has an audience? Yeah, I've done. I've done a couple of debates in my time, and they're always a lot of fun. Always a lot of fun. I have to say, Airbnb has changed my life. I just love staying in Airbnbs. Like in about a month, I'm going to Cocoa Beach, which is right next to Cape Canaveral. I'm going to watch some rocket launches. I'm going to, of course, be staying in a very nice Airbnb on the beach. And it's just such a great experience. Like the whole world is available to us now because of Airbnb. But whenever I'm at an Airbnb, I always realize, you know, I the home that I left to come to this Airbnb, I could be making money on that right now by hosting and and being an Airbnb myself. So, and I've known people, I had a friend who basically, you know, made a living from turning his home into an Airbnb. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you do have an Airbnb there. And it's an e- it can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I remember last year I was asked to go speak at the Norway Business Summit, and I was so excited because side-by-side with the Business Summit was the Norway Chess Summit, where I would get to see in person Magnus Carlsen, the best chess player ever, playing chess. But it was four plane rides, like to get to the city that ultimately I would go to. So I really did not want to fly for 14 hours. And they, they were willing to pay for everything for me. So I, I, at first class. So I didn't want to fly for 14 hours and not be first class. So I had to hurry up and get on the phone immediately to get those first class tickets to a chess tournament in Norway. And listen, this is just like when, you know, you have to know when you want the best of anything, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. And I did not want those seats to fill up. So it's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. I just was talking to a friend this morning where he was trying to decide between some programmers and he waited a little too long and both the programmers he was interviewing 
took other jobs, like great jobs. So, you know, what's the best way then to hire the best as quickly as possible? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you could try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Just try it and see. You'll, you'll find out. So ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify the top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I know this because one time I signed up as an employee, potential employee on ZipRecruiter, and I got nonstop really, I was, even though obviously I wasn't looking for a job, I love what I do, but I just wanted to see what would happen because they were a, a, a sponsor of my podcast. And the most interesting jobs would pop up in my emails like, hey, you're qualified for this or that. And so it's interesting to see. So just just go there and try it. Try ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Amp up your hiring performance. Now, this is more for if you're hiring, but amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So be my billboard. Okay. Jay, I'm going to be my billboard. And Jay, you didn't sign up the James Altucher show. I thought I did. Did I not? Well, okay. Let me tell you, I spent a really long time figuring this out, but I was able to build a version two. We're going to need a version three coming up soon, but a version two where you can create a profile on the site. And once you create a profile on the site, you can write a bio, you can fill out for a private form that brands can use to send you stuff. You can get testimonials of from brands of how you did, what they had to say about you. They can rate you five stars. They can write about you. I also have a place where you can write a blog post about you being a billboard, what you did, how the experience was. There's a way for you to meet other people who are billboards. Wow. I, I could assign you a sticker to make you a super billboard. So I, I did so many things for this. It's still in the works. We're still you know testing it out, but I created a profile. I made Adam do one. So, okay. So always the big question is, and testimonials helps with this a lot, but like, how do you know people are really wearing the shirt or the whatever it is? So once you become a billboard, after you get the product, you, you have to submit a blog post that showcases you wearing it, talking about what you did, where you went, how it worked out, all of that. You can upload pictures to the gallery of you doing that. I wrote in my profile when I made a profile on the site, I wrote like what my eight step plan is. If you, if you ask me to be your billboard, I wrote that I'll wear it on zoom calls. I'll wear it as I walk my 10,000 steps in New York city. Like I wrote my whole plan out. Wow. That's great. I love this. And so here's what, by the way, I'm looking at the site, see this big image on the top, right? 
that yeah. doesn't really mean anything. I would get rid of that and I would maybe make the text smaller and just have more content without scrolling. Okay. I like this idea enough. Like, how are you going to make a, the version three with all this stuff? Because that's that's like a real almost social network of being a billboard. So I made it. Let me just share my screen if I can. Um, and I could show you what I made. That's behind the scenes. Like, H- How'd you, you make it? Uh, I almost hired someone to do it on WordPress. And then I decided to do it myself. And I did it on wix.com i used like a couple of their different apps and figured it out myself and you could have like all these things like put in your profile and user accounts and yep so i'm going to show you you can see this is my profile i have two followers i'm a super billboard here's my about section where i write my game plan i show you an example then um i could upload photos Yes, you have to log in, but once you log in, you can see all the other billboards. Oh, sorry. And you could um you can see all the other billboards, you can see my information. But then I then you can make a blog post. So I created a blog post where I I showcase like my week wearing the first year of marriage t-shirt. This is incredible. So you could do all this on Wix? Yeah, I did this. I figured out how to do all of this, but And this also, is version 3. This is version No, this is live. But look, you could also um this is totally version live. It's ready to go. You can review it. So someone can come to my profile, they can hit review, and on review, they can um you'll see it pop up. You can leave me five stars, you can write something. Um how this works, that's when you come on your profile, you can see okay how it works. It tells you exactly what you have to do. But then I can also show you um if I go to about me, uh, you can see the other people too. So you scroll all the way down, you can see at the bottom of the site, the other billboards. So I, I created this fake one and then I made Adam do one. Um, and if you go to Adam's profile, you can't see his private details, like his address or his shirt size or anything like that. But you can see his followers, you can see his profile, um, you can see the reviews he's gotten as well. So that's what I have so far. And this is the version that's live now. It's live now. Yes. I see. So yeah, I would eight. A- change the design of what's live now to be so you don't have to scroll as much and uh, there should be a lot more content on the front page so people as soon as they load the page they instantly understand what this is about okay so what's in what do you have to make now you said you needed a version three three what what do you have to make so i'm wondering you know i'm wondering the use the usability of this like if you want to become a billboard now you have to create an account you have to fill out all of this information so are people going to do that? The other thing that I have to figure out how to do is how to get brands to make a profile. Um, they could technically, I guess, do it the same way as a human, but I want, maybe I can create a badge that says that they're a brand or something like that. This reminds me of a company that I did the website for uh, in the 90s. It was called SRC. And what they did was they created what's called street teams. So let's say the Wu-Tang Clan had a new album out. The Wu-Tang Clan would, or Loud Records would work with SRC and SRC would or actually i shouldn't they had a really great example pepsi cola wanted people in the ghetto literally to drink pepsi so because then because because then it would be hip to drink pepsi so uh pepsi would give like thousands of cans of pepsi to src and src would just hand it use these street team would give these boxes of pepsi cola to the street teams and the street teams would just hand them out for free to everybody in harlem and so the idea was it kind of ups the cool ratio for Pepsi. And they did this for like some f- ski jackets and from record labels. So like like record labels or movies are huge things that might want to use the, the Be My Billboard. And yeah. 
so uh so again yeah version three like how are you going to make it like what's what's the next step i'm gonna update and fix the homepage. i am going to figure out a way for brands to create a profile i'm gonna just try to add more features for the person when they have a profile to communicate with other billboards maybe to even communicate with brands like a messaging type of service and I had 50 people originally sign up to become billboards when I didn't have this part of the website. So I'm gonna email them to get them to create a profile and just sort of see how that experience goes using it. And this one might be good for some influencer marketing. Like, like let's say TikTok has a lot of 18 year old followers. If they're wearing a t-shirt for Be My Billboard, like they're being a billboard for Be My Billboard and they tell all their audience, hey, you can make money being a billboard for any brand you want. Go to BeMyBillboard.com. That would probably drive a lot. You're right. So I got to make t-shirts for Be My Billboard. I like this business a lot. I want to invest in this business. How much money do you need <laughs> to go do version three? I don't think I need anything because I've done it myself so far. Um, maybe like in the future when I take it off of Wix, but right now on Wix, like it's pretty decent to figure out. Yeah, you maybe never need to take it off Wix. Yeah, yeah, I'm figuring it out. It was it was a headache to figure this out, but I'm really proud of what I did so far. But I think I just need like another week to try to take it to the next level and get more people on the site to sort of see how it, it is built. So, so it's not gonna be hard to get human billboards, but it might be hard to get brands. That's the key. Yeah. And so that's the thing to figure out. The big task really is to is to figure out how to get brands to sign up for this. And it might be, Look, you know, you could pick a niche like, okay, I'm going to contact every podcast, sign up for, you know, and, and all they have to do really is donate merch yep. or, you know, in some cases maybe they pay, but, you know, cause this, this could expand out to like, you know, oh, I want to be a TikTok influencer. So, you know, lots of different types of people could, you know, some people might just want merch. Some people might want pay, but I think the big challenge is getting out the brands on there. Like you, like you said. Yeah, I have a new a, a woman with a newsletter that's sending me stuff to put in the packages. Um, you guys are going to send me stuff to put in the packages. And I can work on getting like two or three more brands just to have them up on the site so it's not just my brands too. But yeah, I think there's a lot of potential here and it's coming together. But I think so far, like this this profile thing that I was able to build was really tough, but I'm really, I think it's an awesome V2. And I think I can make it a better version three, which is like one more week. Yeah. And you know, I'm thinking this might, this works really well local. So imagine if like a dentist in Kansas city, uh, signed up as a brand yeah. and then, uh, and then he only wanted human billboards in Kansas city, like, you know, use Dr. Smith is painless to pull yeah. my teeth or whatever it says on the t-shirt. And uh, I, I kind of see a, a local version of this too would be really great. Yeah, I want to figure out how to create like air, people able to put their areas and you can search their areas. I have to see if there's like functionality for that and also for people to um, be able to link their social profiles too. So people can check out their TikTok or their Instagram or whatever it is. So I'll see how far I can get on Wix, but I do think eventually it's going to be, ha it's going to have to go somewhere else. I just wanted to get this done and hiring someone to do it on WordPress was just, it was going to be too much for right now, I think. Yeah. And well, again, I will invest if you need some money, um, well, but let think about it and let me know. I will. So those are all the main things. Like what else, any, anything else going on? 
Yeah, I'm making, so another thing we talked about early on is that maid of honor speech template so uh-huh. that people don't have to, because I'm probably doing eight to 10 maid of honor speeches a month or people are hiring me. That's not scalable. So this template, I, I um, outlined the whole template. I outlined exactly what videos I'm going to record of me speaking about the template. Then I outlined each section of the templates. So now I'm going to execute that and have that ready to go by September. I wasn't sure, though, how much to charge for that template. That was a question that I was struggling with. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, why don't you see first if you can give it away for free and if there's demand, you build up demand for the for this for the location where the template exists. And if lots of people are going there, then you start to charge. Or you know what, as the very first thing, put a donate button in for the template and see what people donate and start with that. The key always is, is getting recognition for what you're doing because then recognition can be converted into value, into, into money. And, but you need, you need that, that, that initial oomph. So you have something to convert into money. That's why we're always talking about Let's build first, do something great, and then you could charge. Now, but then you say, could say, well, when Apple makes a new computer, they charge instantly. They don't give it away for free. That's because people already know they need computers. So they, people have known for 40 years that they need a microcomputer. But things that people don't know that they need, you kind of have to get to that point where people realize, you, you, where you create the market. And then you could, just like Facebook, Facebook didn't charge for anything for its first five years of existence, then it realized, oh, we're not going to charge members. We're going to charge for ads. Yeah. Same with Google. So all of these things, um, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't charge for yet, but we're, we're, we're figuring out what the best things are that you could start charging for and then build a brand. And then you start charging or then okay. you create a pro version and start charging or whatever. There's lots of different, there's me, there's many different monetization models. I'm never worried about that. The key thing is that we're always concerned about is how many people are using it. Yeah, I think um, it's going to take me not very long to make this template. So the fact that I can put it out there, see the demand of it, and then charge for it makes sense. Well, this is great. Everything you're working on is like fantastic. I have like is the big things. Definitely clean up the bridesmaid for hire newsletter so that you get up to a forty percent open rate. Meaning, drop everyone who's not opening hasn't opened in the past six months, maybe even tighten that even further. It hasn't opened in the past three months. Uh, uh, do a, a King Sumo and uh, those, those are the main things. And then, oh, and, and add more content. So release weekly by using the first, and you don't have to write new content, just throw in the first years of marriage newsletter into that one. Because clearly most people in the Bridesmaid for Hire newsletter are not signed up for the first years of marriage newsletter yet. Right. So you could just take that content they haven't seen it already and throw it in the, in the bridesmaid for hire newsletter. Then for the first years of marriage card game, I would set up a Kickstarter and the billboard one, I would do all these things and let's launch it and then figure out how to get brands. The next step there is this could be, that could be a huge business. The next step there is getting brands to sign up okay. and it might not be companies like, you know, American express or Coke, but maybe you can go to a small record label and, get all their acts or, okay. you know, uh, you could go to, uh, you know, a podcast Facebook group and say, Hey, if mm. you donate your merch, mm. uh, to build human billboards, try out my be my billboard.com. And cool. you, you know, there, there's probably several Facebook groups that you're on that yeah. are catered towards, you know, lifestyle brands, like what you've done with bridesmaid for hire. 
and they would be happy to do this. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. This is totally going to be a good version three of the website. <laughs> I like yeah. it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited for all of these. And I, I bet you within the next session or two, we could start figuring out monetization for, for some of these things. How long do you think it'll take you to make the card game? Not very long. I just have to see um, how long it'll take to ship it from if the person I pick in China, when I'm going to, I have to find the card maker, but not very long. And um, yeah, the Kickstarter also will build audience. Yeah. So I'm excited for that one. Yeah. And I'm going to retweet some of your stuff. Thank you. But, uh, and particularly the King Sumo. For the King Sumo, for, for the Bridesmaid for Hire, I would think of an additional gift on top, like when I did a King Sumo for my newsletter uh, a few years ago, I gave away like the latest Macintosh. Um, you know, I gave away five of them, but I was also already monetizing my newsletter so I could afford to give away more expensive gifts. Yeah. But there are probably plenty of like, like give away five cruises cost you less than a thousand dollars. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, is interesting. You're so right. I, I don't know why I've been <laughs> giving away like these like not that cool prizes, but you're right. It makes sense. No, they're they're cool too, but it's it's free. Yeah. And you know, because you'll give away the digital versions. Yep. That could be the sweetener on top of the cruises. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I'm excited for all these. And Jay, we gotta sign up for this be my billboard <laughs> and I wanna be a billboard. So once I you know. have version three up, I'm some and think about it for twenty four hours. I wanna be a partner and be my billboard. Okay. And I'm super excited about all your stuff. I like all this content. Thank you. I've been working hard and having fun and just, I appreciate this so much. It's giving me life. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's fun and we do have to make money we with will. it. We got to make you a millionaire we will, we will. by the end of this. So, <laughs> so that's going to happen. Yeah, I put my bet on you too. But, but so. like, yeah, Jay's made a place to bet on you. I know. But, but, and, and sometimes people wonder like, well, how long does it take to start monetizing something? Once you monetize, everything takes off like, you know, a rocket ship. The key is getting everything to the point where it's yep. good enough to monetize. And you're almost there with all of this stuff. Now it's just kind of dotting the I's and, and, and you're there. Yeah, I feel it coming. I know I um, I know it's going to happen. So I know what I got to do and I'm going to do it. All right, Jen. We'll see you within the next week or two. All right. Thanks so good. much. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.